I was so depraved I went astray The cost was great I couldn't pay It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom. Get set, Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus, listen now. Can to clear my vision. Last week, I preached a message on eagle's wings. I hope you remember. Yeah. And I preached about the two wings of the eagle. And I said one of the wings is called what? Capacity, which is also competence. And the other wing is called what? Character. And when we come to capacity, there were constituents of capacity. I said one includes discovery of vision. The other includes giving attention to the details, which is diligence. And then I spoke about delivery. You remember? Delivery. That your capacity is seen in your ability to deliver what you have been asked to do. Then I also speak about character. And I said, constituents in character include purity. You remember that? If you have a child somewhere, go for the child. Okay. Ask the person close to you that do you have a child anyway? Ask the person, what's her name? Ask the person, what's her name? It's a girl by all means. What's her name? Atu Godwin. Forgive. Yeah. And I also spoke about patience that what God has planned for us would come to pass, but it will take time. Blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the kingdom the earth sorry so it takes meekness and patience together you remember that then lastly i spoke about um, perseverance i don't know whether you were here that it will take continuous improvement continuous improvement because the solutions you have for the situations of life yesterday will not be enough to handle the problems of tomorrow typewriter was invented computer the desktop laptop tablet were all invented and every invention has a way of solving the situations of people in that milieu and in that geopolitical era okay so even though a typewriter is very necessary and was very necessary at a point it is not really necessary now. So, you don't have to be providing solutions that are archaic, that are outmoded, that are white elephants. Because time will have that you keep pace with relevance. You have to keep improving. That is perseverance. Amen. Today, I'm preaching on seven principles of vision. This month is a month of the principles and power of vision so everything that is formed is formed by the strength of principles proverbs chapter 23 verse 
23. You know, I, I like the way I preach. I don't know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23. If there is a verse in the Bible like that, show me. Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. So these are four things you should spend your money on. Are you here? Four things you should spend your money on. It's a, it's, a, it's a subtopic on its own. Four things I must spend my money on. Okay? Ha. Buy the truth. So number one, truth. Number two, wisdom. Number three, instruction. Number four, understanding. Anybody who borrows a book has not read this verse. You buy the truth. You don't borrow a book. You don't borrow wisdom. You don't borrow understanding. You buy. You buy. Poor people have a certain common denominator which is called borrowing. And rich people have the ability to buy and to give. Okay? Hey. Okay, oh. <laughs> All right, you are offended. I have a message on that. So don't be offended. <laughs> Buy the truth. Sell it not. Now, truth is expensive. Wisdom is expensive. Instruction is expensive. Understanding is expensive. You have to make the effort to buy. It will have to cost you. Most people have a free mentality. But every truth, every wisdom, every instruction and understanding that will produce a certain tangible effect in your life will be costly. People who end up with first class in school put in first class investment. They put in first class investment to earn first class. There is a cost dimension to the vision you want to see. There is a cost dimension to that vision. And that is why being able to appreciate, accumulate, and apply those principles are important. Why? Because it is the facts you have that will determine the future you build. If a man has no facts, he's outdated. You, you need concurrency of facts. The ability to adjust continuously to the relevance of wisdom, of instruction in the area of your assignment in order to keep building. And it is costly. It is costly. It is costly. I hope you remember what Jesus said in Luke chapter 14 verse 28. Which man of you intending to build a tower seated not down first to find out whether he has sufficient to finish it. Least happily if he, when he has started and is not able to complete people who pass by will say this man began to build and could not complete it and they will mock at him. There is a cost dimension and that cost dimension will increase continuously as your assignment is taking you higher and higher. Do not be the same. 
That is why finding the principles that make it work is important. You see, there is no way that we can have a certain realm of results without putting in a certain realm of responsibility. So, finding the principles that work is important. That is why I'm preaching today on seven principles of vision. There are wives who are married to husbands and the wives themselves have made impact. There are other wives that we have never heard what they have done in life. And most women, more than 80% of women, never come into the limelight because they always will love to be under the, the provision of another man. There is a a certain mentality that makes women not want to do well. Because as you are growing up, it's put in your mind that your your husband will take care of you. A man will take care of you. So a man will take care of me means that, I mean, it doesn't matter what I do. It's like having children that their parents tell them, we will take you to abroad. When you look at the lives of those children, you always see that there is a certain emptiness at the same time, a certain deception that they are following. My brother, our firstborn, my mother said, when he was born, the auntie said, he will come, she will come and take him to abroad. My brother is almost 40 years. It never happened. Year after year, British passport, whatever, they will make him a British citizen. I'm sure some people are living in that mirage again. And most women usually grow up like that. Thinking that a man will take care of me. So they they usually don't end up anywhere. But I don't want us to have women like that. I, uh, yeah, I want us to have women who will be able to prove their worth and relevance by what they have achieved in life. Yeah. And it's possible. You know? Yeah. That's why when you see women who don't do anything in life, when their husbands die, their face look like carrot that has been bitten by a goat. Huh? Because everything was their husband. How can you? How do you live your life that everything is your husband? You are stupid. Your husband is not the savior of the world. He's not the savior of your life. Your face like hunger, hunger spice. <laughs> carry, carry spice. Forgive. Forgive. Let me preach my message. Ask the lady close to you, what's in your mind? Ask the person, what's in your mind? Ask her, what's in your mind? A man will come and marry you, eh? Ask her. Ask her, you won't buy dross, eh? Ask her. You won't buy dross. 
So when the lady is not studying well in school, I say, "Oba dia, oni ma dia enyeche." I say, "Oba ware." Why should I marry a fool? And why should I let my children marry a fool? It's a case. Seven principles of vision. Number one. So they, they like girls who are doing something in their life. Don't you like guys who are doing something in their life? Uh-huh. Has, uh huh. You there? When you like guys who are doing something, you you we should we should roll down. <laughs> but when we like girls who are doing something there, Is Amen. One principle of decision. Every vision will start with your decision. Somebody say, my parents have died. That's why I'm poor. There are people who don't have parents. They are rich. Every vision will start with your decision. You see, if the word of God does not change your life, then nothing can change your life. If the word of God that created the systems of the world <laughs> cannot change your life, then nothing can change your life. But to change your life, you have to change your mind. Are you here? To see a change in your life, you have to first of all change your thinking systems and your thinking processes. And unfortunately, most people do not want to change their minds. So even though the gospel is powerful and the word of God is potent in itself to deliver, they don't see any metamorphosis in their lives because they have refused to change. The fact that your parents are poor does not mean you'll be poor. The fact that your parents are dead does not mean you'll be poor. The fact that you didn't do well in school does not mean you'll be poor. The fact that you are coming from a difficult background does not mean you'll be poor. You have to change your mind. If you don't change your mind, it's always going to be like it is. So, to find vision, first of all, is your decision. What I'm trying to say is that most people are waiting on God for God to tell them what their assignment is. You have to, first of all, decide to find it. I'm sure there are people who are waiting on God. Oh, God, one of these days, you open my eyes. I'll see what I have to do with my life. Uh, let me see it now. I see it on Thursday. I'm seeing it on Friday. It never happens like that. You take the decision to find it. Ah. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. So the principle of decision is where it all starts from. I have decided to find my assignment. You know. You have to move from receiving handouts from people to passing handouts to others. You have to move from asking people to help you survive to breaking through to success and significance and helping others come up. But it will all happen in the context of your vision because it is in your vision that you have fulfillment of assignment. And fulfillment of assignment is what God calls success. So, Outside your assignment, there is nothing like success. Outside your vision, there is nothing like success. So every successful person has found himself in the very context of his vision, defined by God. Defined by God. And I'm saying that first of all, you have to decide to find it. 
Are you here? Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. I will stand upon my watch, decision, and set me upon the tower, decision, and will watch to see what he will say, decision. Will, I will, I will, I will. I will stand upon my watch. Now, in the Old Testament, you know, Every city has a tower where the watchmen are placed. Habakkuk said, in order to see the vision of God for my life, I have to stand upon the watch. I have to stand upon the tower to wait to see what he will tell me. So, standing upon the tower is my work. Is that what he said? I will stand upon my watch. Where I have to stand as a watchman is where I will stand. And I will set myself up on the tower. When I do these things, I am doing them because I am waiting to see what he will tell me. Most people are waiting on God to see what he will tell them. But they have not decided to find it. The decision starts from Habakkuk. I am going to stand. And I am going to set me upon the tower. If you don't make the decision to find the vision of God for your life, you will never find it. God is not moving, he's not Santa Claus moving around sharing gifts. It's those who seek him who will find him. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7. Ask, it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. People who find their vision are people who seek their vision. It will never come as if you are sitting there and one day an angel called Jarebiah just entered your home. Jarebiah, I'm from the presence of God. I came to show you your assignment. You have to decide to find it. You have to decide to find it. And every part of your assignment demands your decision to find it. Because your assignment has different levels. Your assignment has different phases. Your assignment has different stages. Your assignment has different dimensions. And it is your work, not the work of God, to find it. This is the reason why so many people are stagnant in life. Because they are waiting on God for something that God will never, ever do. I will stand upon my watch. The principle of decision. If God is going to let you know where you have to send your business, you have to decide to find it. If God is going to let you know where you will uh, study to the next level, you have to find it. If God is going to speak to you about the next dimension of your ministry, you have to find it. If God is going to speak to you about who you will marry, you have to find it. All the finding starts from you. Are you here? Maybe you are surprised, but I'm showing you the truth of the word of God. It will start from you, not from God. It will start from you. If you decide that you are not going to find the vision of your life, you will never find it. If you decide you are not going to find the assignment of God upon your life, you will never find it. Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah said, it is those who are tested that the Lord will pour upon them waters. If you are not tested enough to find it, there is no reason why he should waste his water on you. God is not a fool. 
God does not go where he is not sought after. God does not visit places that are not hungry for him. The instruction of God goes to people who are looking for his direction. That's where it starts from. That is why fasting to find out your assignment is key. It's key. It's key. You have to make that decision. If you don't make that decision, uh, your parents, your friends, and people will be telling you what to do. I'm so surprised as to how many people will suddenly change their minds on the work they have to do because of one discussion we had. I, I think it's good that uh, you look at fire service. Then tomorrow you're asking, you, are you sure, uh, should I buy forms? Another week said, uh, what about a uh, private uh, nursing uh, this thing at uh, Akosombo. Then after that, uh, uh, should I buy private? Uh, as a foolish person. Any discussion brings him to a realm of conclusion. You are a fool. You have to find that assignment. And that is your work. That is your work. Before I went to KNUSD, we had a meeting with my family. And my grandmother was there. And my father was telling me how I should, in fact, he was very strong on it how i should go to university of ghana to study law and i told him i'm not going to study law yeah so he told me i'll pay my own fees then i said i'll pay he asked me how i said that one day i'll pay they were surprised my grandmother people my stepsister they were all talking you have to do this you have to I said no i have to do what i have found as the will of god for my life and I have enough proof and evidence today that my father, my mother, my family, everybody calls me Papa and listens to my voice. Enough proof. Enough proof. You cannot live your life just because somebody opted for something for you. It's very dangerous. I asked my stepsister that, you are saying that I should just do what my daddy is saying. When my daddy is dead and gone, who will bear the consequence of that decision? Be careful. But that starts with a decision from you. You have to find it. And if you never find it, you will do everything that anybody says. That's why hearing the voice of God is imperative for your own success. It all starts from making a decision to find it. And what should you do when you have not found it? Don't do anything. Eh, simple as that. What if you are growing? Keep growing without doing anything. Find it. That's the answer. There is no excuse you will give to God about the fact that you did not find your assignment, that he will say, oh, this excuse makes sense. Come and sit on my right hand side and sit behind Jesus. It starts with a decision from you. Matthew 7, 7, I've already said that scripture. You seek, you find. You don't seek, you don't find. You don't seek, you don't find. That's it. We used to have a, my brother gave me 
a certain mass textbook, you know, published and authored by Nigerians. And the mathematical examples there were tougher. You know, the Nigerians, their maths is more difficult than ours. Yeah. And any time I solved any of their questions, I couldn't find the answer. I tell him that I didn't find, I didn't find the answer. Then he said, read the book well, study it well. My brother, my our other brother, he always proved to me that the answer was in the book. The fact that I've not found it doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah. He challenged me every time to know that it's in the book. If you are wrong, you are wrong, but it's there. Yeah. Why is it dangerous if you don't find your assignment? Psalm 127 verse 1. If the Lord does not build a house, the one who is sharing concrete, the one who is painting, the one who is a surveyor, the one who is a construction expert, the one who is an architect, they are all wasting their time. And I don't know why people think we should jump vision and talk about receive something, receive something. I don't know why. Just build a, a, a group of people who are excited about nothing. Excited about lack of direction. Forgive. That's principle number one. Principle number two, the principle of discovery. Number one, I said you have to decide to find it. The principle of decision. <laughs> so, prophet, uh, there are four things on my mind that I want to do. Number one, uh, I want to be a private teacher. I want to be a private teacher because I will get time to sleep. Number two, that's a full talking. Find your assignment to say, I want to be a private teacher. What God, you see, God has wired you to succeed at this particular place. Find it. Find it. And when you find it, you see all resources, all people, all wisdom, all gifts coming together to cause you to succeed easily. Because you are in the center of where you should be. So when I see people wearing a nice uniform, I like it so much. Something tells me that I should just wait. If I wait for one week, I'm okay. Listen, there is a way that God can open a certain door for you to show you that he is God. Not by letting you succeed in it, but causing you to have a lot of struggles in it till you come out. You remember Jonah? You remember Jonah? Did you come to church? Did you come for bless me, bless me? We didn't share bread today. So sit up. Jonah now, what's He was in the boat. He's cooling high. I'm sure he had merenda on his side. And chips. Now the guy said, "We ha- somebody must go down. This kind of tempest is not normal. Somebody is in this bus who is going to the wrong place. And because that one person, if we don't take that one person out, we, we, we will all die. 
they threw things out, carriages and everything. Still, it was a loss of flotation. Achimedes principle could not work there. This one was a spiritual situation. They had to decide that it was somebody. They casted the Lord. Ah, whoever it is, let him fall on him. Then they fell on Jonah straight. They said, hey, you are at the wrong place. He said, yes, God sent me to this and that and that. They didn't say, okay, so when we get to the next junction, uh, we pick a boat for you. They just carried him. Three days in the belly of a fish. When the fish suddenly swallowed, uh, vomited Jonah out, he was vomited at the shores of Nineveh. Then he started preaching. Be careful. Your plans don't excite God. Discover his vision for your life. You think you can impress God with plans? People decided to build Tower of Babel to heaven. He confused their language. You discover his plan for your life. You discover his plan. I hear. You discover his plan for your life. Acts chapter number 9 verse 6. Apostle Paul asked an interesting question. He said, Lord, what will you have me to do? That is a question everybody must be asking the Lord in prayer. That Lord, what will you have me to do? Are you here? <laughs> what will you do about all these scriptures? What's your mind? What will you do about them? Will you skip them? As if you have not heard these scriptures can't behave like that. So what will you do? Uh, over to you, Joe Latte. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? That is a question that every believer must be asking the Lord. This is the question of inquiry into assignment. The question of inquiry into purpose. The question of inquiry into vision. What will you have me to do? Uh, my father said that uh, when things are difficult in my house, I should go to training college so that I will come and become a teacher and I will help them. Lord, what will you have me to do? Your father's brain is very small when you compare it to God. Okay? God made your father, okay? Okay? Uh, Papa, my, my mind is that when you hear people talking like that, they are dangerous. <laughs> your people don't know how I grade them. And can you can you come to me? Can you talk? If you know the grading system, uh, Papa, uh, the, this, my my auntie said he's in a Kuwait, Kuwait, where they manufacture bombs. That's your dream. So and uh, he said that uh, they are looking for uh, this thing they call it a uh, sales uh, sales girl. 
they, they, they sell detergents and homo. And I, I think it's his health there. She has done it for many years and she has a car. <laughs> the limitations men place on themselves is because they have not discovered their vision. Lord, what will you have me to do? And when he asked that question sincerely, Bible continues by saying, and the Lord said unto him, if you are genuine in prayer, God will speak to you. If you are genuine in prayer, God will speak to you. Most people are just not genuine. Most people pray to God as if they are acting. They are drumming. Ah, yeah. Hele maka. Eze mayadi. Epaka bababa. Amayamana. Shakatabaya. Oh, God. Yes, Lord. When God has not said anything, they say, yes, Lord. Bible said, when Samuel was in the ark of the, sleeping in the temple by the ark of the covenant, when God spoke, that's when he said, speak, my servant here, your servant here, you have no head to hear. Yes, Lord. Mm. Mm. You see people in church, church members behaving like they are bishops. Bishops without congregation. Bishops without anointing. Bishop without gifts of the spirit. Bishop without revelation of the word. But bishop. When you are sincere to God in prayer, he will speak to you. Uh, well, you discover your vision. Habakkuk chapter 2. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. And the Lord said, and the Lord answered me and said, have you seen that? He's now come to the point where he's not just decided to find it, but he's now discovering the details of what God is telling him to do. If you want to live your life your own way, you are saying you created yourself, just that. You are proud, you are arrogant, and your life will not go well. Yeah. Because you will never have the wisdom than the wisdom of God. Never. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 6. Discovery of vision. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 6. Let's start from verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the, in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou came as forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Have you seen that? Have you seen that, church? That means Jeremiah came to the place where he was able to discover why he was made. If you have never discovered your assignment, everything you are doing, you are guessing. 
And if you are writing an exam and the bet you know is to guess, how much will you get? Huh? Bible said, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. When you see people fail abysmally in life, it is just because they have not discovered their vision. And you may be thinking you have succeeded. Because in the Tower of Babel, when they, have, when they were building, when they started, they started. When they continued, they continued. They could not finish. So success is not just about starting something or continuing something. Because God only gives grace to finish. You can start things on your own. You can continue things on your own. But if His grace is upon, it's not upon it, it cannot finish. So as they built everything at the end of the day, the whole building came down and they, the people themselves were confused. They never had the opportunity to try that again. So God may not necessarily stop you from starting what you do or you want to continue what you do because as for those ones, they are humanistic and can be done by any person, but grace is only given to finish. That's what Apostle Paul said. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. The, the grace is to finish, not just to do things. So, if you have not found that area, you may be doing things that may look progressive, but it will never be finished before him. If you want to try it, try it, let's see. And you will not be the first person to try it. Most people have tried it before. And they came to square one. Wisdom demands that you find answers to the questions of your life. Wisdom demands that you find answers to the questions of your life. And nobody's going to discover your assignment for you. Nobody's going to pursue your assignment for you. And definitely nobody's going to fulfill your assignment for you. Your assignment is a personal responsibility that you have to discover, you have to pursue, and you have to complete. Nobody is going to do that for you. 20 years old, you are still saying, my mother said, there are people who are 40 years old, and my auntie said, is taking me to Lebanon. 40 years. you discover that assignment. Number three, the principle of documentation. The principle of documentation. The principle of documentation. I'm teaching on seven principles of vision. Number one, I said the principle of decision where you have to accept the responsibility to discover your assignment. You accept that responsibility to discover your assignment. Number two, I talked about the principle of discovery that you have to come to the place of finding out your assignment. Bishop Daguad Mill said, if a man has not found his assignment by the age of 25, he's already behind time. You see, 
most people don't read the Bible. Now, almost all the people in the Bible who succeeded were in the center of their assignment at a young age. At a what? At a young age. Esther was a virgin. She became a queen. Daniel was a teenager when he was accosted to, as a slave. Nehemiah was a teenager when he was a cab bearer. Joseph was 17 years when he was taken to Egypt. Jesus was 12 years when he started asking and answering questions in the temple. Josiah was 9 years when he became king. Manasseh was 12 years when he became king. David was 29 years when he ascended the throne. Young age. All of them. Samuel was a boy when he heard the voice of God. You are growing without finding your purpose and you are happy. You don't understand what it means. You are already late. You are already behind. And if grace and mercy does not come, to add number three the principle of documentation your assignment I keep saying it's not the work that you have found doing eh? so I'm working at a lotto officer hey, that's not an assignment listen that's a work you are doing your assignment is why you were made your work is where you are working. So don't, don't, the two are not the same. They are not the same. My work, if I was going to work with my certificate, was to be a human rights activist. That would be my work because my first degree, my master's is in that area. My assignment is that I'm a prophet. Don't think that your work is your assignment. Your work is something you have found small to chop small. Your assignment is the big plan where God has called you to. When God told Elijah to go and anoint Elisha as a prophet, when he went, Elijah, Elisha was a farmer. That was his work. But God revealed to him his assignment as a prophet. Don't confuse the two. And you are definitely going to find very few people who are going to find their job in their assignment. Very few people. They are the people who hear from God early enough to align their job to their assignment. Now you can't hear from God. How sure are you that you are in a, your assignment? And why should we jump that and confess things on you? Until you are bored by this question of vision, you are not understanding its importance. Yeah. So, number three, I said the principle of documentation. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. You give yourself one week, Lord. Open up my assignment to me. Show me the main thing I should do with my life. 
One week you don't hear. You stretch it to two weeks. Till, till when? Until you find it. Why were you praying in the first place? To exercise your jaws. And God knows when you are serious. He knows. God is not trying to hide your assignment from you. He created you to find it. And he created you to fulfill it. He created you to finish it. You have to find it. You have to discover it. Amen. Amen. Number three, I said the principle of what? Documentation. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. And the Lord answered and said, write the vision. Everybody say, write the vision. Everybody say one more time, write the vision. Yeah. So one of the things that God expects you to do with your vision is to write down the vision. That is, document the vision. The power of documentation and codification. Unless you are a writer, you don't have a vision. And if you have a vision, you will write. If at all you have a vision. Remember that a vision is different from an ambition. So as I talk about the vision, I'm not talking about what you want to do. I'm talking about discovering his plan for you. We have solved that. We have solved that. There is no abracadabra in the kingdom. So, you have to become a man who writes down the plans of God concerning your life. It's an instruction the Lord gave. Write the vision. It's not a choice. Write the vision. It is not a choice. It is not something that you can decide whether you want to do it or not. You are under obligation to write it. It is a command to write it. I don't like writing. You will not succeed. When I write that my hand is paining me, you will not succeed. Because God has called you to write down the plans he shows you. How are you going to know the systems that will make for your vision? He's going to give you dreams. He's going to give you visions. He's going to give you prophecies. And these three major vehicles are going to come together to bring you to the place of your assignment. Is somebody in church? So, God is going to give you visions. Joel chapter 2 verse 28. In the last days, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh and sons and daughters will prophesy Old men will dream dreams. Young men shall see visions. So visions, dreams, and prophecies are God's supernatural vehicles to bring you into the fulfillment of your assignment. I'm talking about 
these things from the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about you <laughs> fighting somebody at your office and going to dream that you have killed a person. You have manufactured a dream. That's not from God. Imagine you eating jollof right now. Have you imagined it? Is it nice? The jollof you have imagined is nice. Eat it. That's how so many people have let imagination fool them. When you yourself imagine something, don't say it's a vision from the Lord. When you yourself imagine something, don't say it's a dream from the Lord. If it is a dream from the Lord, it will be coherent with all other truths in your life. I cannot have a vision that I'm a soldier. I cannot have a vision that somebody's wife are married to the person. It's not coherent to the systems of the truth of God's word. And sometimes, don't even travel far to coherence to the word of God. Just logic. Logic. Simple nyansa. Basic arithmetic. Should let you know that this is stupidity. I cannot have a vision that I'm a girl in the vision. And I'm breastfeeding my child. Girls are girls, boys are boys. It doesn't matter how a girl tries to dress like a boy, we will still see that it's a girl. It's not coherent with truth. So when we are talking about dreams and visions, we are talking about what the Holy Spirit is revealing. Not what you are imagining, not what you are thinking, not what you are planning, not what you are organizing. You know, if you really hear from God, one of the things that you are going to say is that I planned this and this and that and that, but in a vision, God said no. That's if you hear from God. But if you don't hear from God, you say, oh, what I thought was what God just said. Hey. Because when I see human beings who just think and God says, I'm surprised. See that they are Michael or Gabriel. God said, Isaiah 55 verse 8, he said, your ways are not his ways. Neither are your thoughts his thoughts. So how come you there, your way there is his way and your thought is not? Thou art God. You are Elohim. You have to be worshipped. You are Adonai. You are everything. Because when you think it's like that, that God thinks. Yes. Thou are mighty. You see how we grew up without knowing God genuinely. Give me Isaiah 55 verse 8. So I'm talking about visions that you have that corresponds to the truth of the word. Somebody say amen. amen. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. But you, you say my thought is God's thoughts. Hey. Then God continues. He says, neither are your ways my ways. But you, you say everything I write is just that that God said. You are a liar. That's all. I'm sure as human beings, if we are going to create God, we won't create God the way God is. 
we will create God different to suit us. But God created us. Are they not done? No. So I'm not talking about your own dreams. I'm not talking about your own imaginations. I'm not talking about your own ways. I'm not talking about your own thoughts. I'm talking about his ways, his thoughts, his dreams, his visions, and his prophecies. His way. Remember yesterday on Facebook Live, those of you around, a gentleman sent a testimony in. I hope I find it. He said, you prophesied he said, you prophesied that a grace my mom received before my birth will come to pass before the end of 2020. He also said, you see me traveling to Europe. Just a few months to the end of December 2020, I had a miraculous scholarship to study in Europe and I'm in the Netherlands now. This is a prophecy from God. Uh, it's not human conjecture. It's not human conjecture. When God says it, it's a miraculous scholarship to happen. It will happen. If you yourself, you said it, then you have to make it happen. But look at yourself trying to make something happen. Even still, you can't cook it well. How do you make your assignment work? Even still, there is always a problem. More maggi, less garlic, more pepper, not enough tomato, not enough salt. Still, for three people to eat, and your assignment, how can you prepare it well? If God said it, he will do it. If God did not say it, you will do it. So see yourself doing it. Thou art strong. I keep saying that if a man really hears from God, he will hear more no than yes. Because he is not God. But if a man is God, then when he says that, then God says yes. I mean, God is his bodyguard. He said, God, let's move. God said, I was about to say that. God said, let's move. He Ash, you said it ahead of me. Because Jimmy. So when God shows you visions and dreams and prophecies, you write them down. Why should you write them down? So that you reflect on them. Reflection comes because of documentation. If you do not write them down, you will not be able to be thinking through on them. Is somebody here? Yes, sir. If your teacher tells you to Revise notes that you didn't write. What will you revise? <laughs> yeah. You will revise 12 kings. 12 strong kings. So, <laughs> you have to first of all write it before you can reflect on it. Is that not the case? The easiest way to remember something is to write it. I am so surprised as to how many people come to me that I instruct them that they don't write. When I'm talking, their hands are there. Yes, Papa. Okay, Papa. 
yes, Papa. Then I'm talking. When I'm done, after some time, I say, uh, I gave you an assignment today. Say, yes, I've forgotten. Yes, I've forgotten. And every time they forget, it's as if they have migraine. Yes, I've forgotten. Yes, I've forgotten. Yes, I've forgotten. You are a fool. If you write it down, you won't forget. That's all. Nice boy, but foolish. Write it down. Papa said, Tuesday, this day, that and that, we are going to this place at this time. You write it. You don't need your mind. Papa said, Then the day comes. Uh, um, did I ask you to do something? No, Papa. You have, you have done everything. I said, yes, Papa. Thank you, Papa. God bless Papa. And I said, I told you that on Tuesday we are going to... He's forgotten. Then migraine has... The simple, you see, foolishness complicates life. Wisdom simplifies it. Simple things can do. Right, right. Simple. It's so surprising. And God has given you a whole vision for your life. What will happen when you are 35? What will happen in the next four months? What will happen in the next 16 weeks? And you didn't write it. So as the weeks are coming, how do you align yourself to that? How do you align yourself to what he said? It will take writing. So when I see people who write when I speak, I always grade them differently. I say, ah, this one will succeed. Because the person is following a principle in the word. Write the vision. You have a vision at night. You think it's related to your assignment. You wake up and you write it. Don't sleep thinking that you remember in the morning. You will not remember. You will not remember. You wake up and you write it. Listen, Joseph had three dreams. He became prime minister. How many dreams have you had? DC, but you are not DC. You are not local council member. Nobody knows you in your area. They keep asking you, foolish questions. You are not anybody. Joseph had three dreams. One stars, two sheaves, third one interpreted butler and baker, prime minister street. Nobody should teach you to have a book where you write visions in them. Nobody should teach you to have a book where you write dreams in them. Nobody should teach you how to have a book where you have prophecies in them. Nobody should teach you. You see, what is important, you want us to teach you. But what's not important, you learn it on your own. How, who taught you how to sleep with women? Who taught you? Who taught you how to sleep with women? Who taught you how to sleep with men? Nobody taught you, but you know. But write vision, you want us to teach you. So number one, write the vision. Number two, write it again. Number three, keep writing. Well, foolish things there. You don't need teaching. You don't need mentorship. You are good. You are fast. And you are able. But when it comes to systems of wisdom, we have to be pouring it again and again. And sometimes it's so frustrating. Just simple, write the vision. Write the prophecy. One prophecy is able to turn your life around. One vision is able to, one encounter with Jesus, turn everything around for me. 
One vision in KNUS to turn everything around for me. Systems of vision, more and more vision. God knows that. When he shows me something, I'll take it serious. Yeah, that's why I'm here. I'm here because I take visions serious. I take dreams serious. And I take prophecies very serious. That's it. Papa, the last time when you were prophesying to me, you said that uh, something will happen at uh, Agogba. I've forgotten what you said. Can you please, your mother, come and ask me those foolish questions and you hear what I'll tell you. You are a fool. We have created systems. We have audio versions. We have video versions. They are on Facebook. They are everywhere. And you come to ask me foolish questions. Come and ask me. Exodus 25 verse 40. And there are people all over the world, people in Australia, people in Asia, people in America who are taking these things very serious. But you see, one of the reasons why you don't take it serious is because you see me often. That's all. So it's not familiarity. It's foolishness, stupidity. How can you be familiar with Jesus Christ? Somebody that you have cast somebody's ear as they're about to imprison then he puts the ear back. How do you get familiar with that? How do you get familiar with somebody who's preaching, who's teaching, whose ministration is bringing healings to many people? You are stupid. It's not familiarity. It's stupid. You are, you are stupid. You are just stupid to be close to something very precious and priceless and to treat it normal. It's not you are familiar with. You are stupid because another person who is also around takes it very serious. That's all. Look at the instruction God gave Moses. Exodus 25 verse 40. Exodus 25 verse 40. And look that thou make them after their pattern which was showed thee on the mount. Listen. God showed Moses a vision. And he said, Moses, it is now time to reproduce and to replicate what I showed you. And he said, build it exactly as what I showed you on the mount. If Moses did not write it down, how will he be able to do it? God, this God who talked about the tabernacle to Moses gave dimensions. Here must be 25 centimeters. Here must be 40 centimeters. Here must be this wood, acacia wood. And here must be papyrus. And here must be this. Now Moses did not write it. Now God says, produce it according to what I showed you. What will you produce? This is the reason why people fail exams, this verse. When they are writing notes in class, they say, write it, no diagram. They say, write it, not throw your pen. Exams, they say, produce it according to pattern. And then Nimai said, are you a abo? And Nimai said, are you a yedi chanipa mujabeba? Because one throw. 
You see, the principles of the word of God, they make sense. They make sense, Keke. They just make sense. That if you just align your life to the word, you will write it. You will be so surprised how things will unfold. There are visions I have had. The Lord told me when I was in Kenos, what will happen when I'm 35 years? What will happen when I'm 40? When, what will happen? I write them down. Six months. This one, write them down. Yeah. Is it too much to be wise? No. It's too much to be foolish. Under this anointing, you cannot doubt the tangibility of his power. You cannot doubt the authenticity of his grace. Yet you are fooling. Oh. You produce exactly what he has said. But you can only do that if you document what he said. You write it down. Then you can produce exactly what he said. Look at what Apostle Paul said. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 13. Thank you Holy Spirit. Look at Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 13. And it will be so surprising that as I'm teaching and preaching, you are not writing anything. It's like, oh, fuck it. Oh, nice. Mm. Why I say that you laugh? Say, ha, ha, ha. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, Bring with thee and the books, but especially my own notes. My own notes. Every man of success is a man of notes. Notes. It's simple. It's simple. You don't have to struggle with wisdom. And you don't have to always be wrong. You don't have to always be wrong that they are always correcting you. You can be right. You can do the right thing. You can do the wise thing. You can save yourself from a lot of counseling and a lot of meetings and guidance. You can just be right. You know? Yeah. You write it down. You write his vision for you. You document them. You have a nice book. You have a tablet. You have a, an account, iCloud account. You have a mail. You have something. You write. These are important things. Ah. You have a diary. You write down important little stupid things. That day my father said, my face looks like a cow. 2nd February 1996. Don't you look like a cow? Don't you look like a cow? Why do you write that down? You have to write down something that is very important. You are writing foolish things. Huh? Number four, the principle of clarity of vision. Every vision needs clarity. Every vision needs interpretation. Every vision needs understanding. What I'm teaching you this morning, 
irrespective of age and class and status, you cannot doubt the wisdom in it. One the apostle Paul said, it is now time that you have to teach the oracles of God and yet you are still being fed with milk. You, you, you have to grow by the timings of God. Huh? <laughs> so, hey, ask for her that we know her. It's been 10 years. She has always been angry. Something small, she will get angry. It's 10 years and she's still like that. So, if you like, go and touch her. She will be angry right now. You are a fool. 10 years. You have a decade of keeping anger. You won't grow. And you are known for that. Oh. It's actually an insult to your life that people can easily prick you and they know the way you will fall. No. You grow. You grow up. You grow up. You grow up. You grow up. Tell the person close to you, grow up. Tell the person, grow up. Don't be afraid of it. Tell the person, grow up. Grow up. Tell the person, you look like you have grown, but you have not grown at all. Grow up. Tell the person, grow up. Grow up. So your vision needs interpretation. Your vision needs clarification. Your vision needs understanding. And that is why clarity is important. Yes, I get now. My papa bimbra parking a car, baby. I want to marry you. Ernest. There is something we have to talk about. I don't know how to say it, but I have to say it anyway. The time has come. <laughs> the time has come. God, you see, God speaks it to people. And God does things in mysterious ways. Yesterday, I was praying and God showed me how. It's not you that I have to marry, but how. Yeah, I can't Am I your money will of God? Sika. I mean, my kiss. Sika bako. Flair kaho. Nami to me kaho. Nyan sandia tree. And one and all. So, Bawaya Sadi took a do sign of a song. To that night, out. We are praying together, okay? Let's pray. 
Let's wait on God. Abraham and Sarah, they waited for many years. God gave them a job. And let a correct man show up. You will be so surprised. As to how they would dump you and just move on. And see you. And they are, they are in their husband's car. And they are on their phone. And they say, So be free, Obu. Obu, bra. Airflex no doje. Airflex no doje. Must stop, stop. Honey, honey, stop, stop, stop. That guy, do you know him? No. Oh, they were in the church together. Used to do things for God together. <laughs> He's not serious. So I remember how he used to say that he likes you and this and how was it? Oh yes, but you know, God spoke to me. <laughs> It's the V8. It's the Lexus. It's the fat account balance. You catch them. They make a deal. And my Monsieur Moon named the will of God. And then that one will catch that one. Say, Will of God deny a trousers back and will of God. Well, company Ben and Befro said Ben model. Online, online, say. Online, say, bro, I dying. Preaching, I'm me preaching. So, listen, Charlie. If you are a man, Charlie, make money. Listen, men, are you in? Are you in the house? Charlie, make money, make money. Charlie, make money. Hey, now me a frail. Say your ministry, your juma, your business. Charlie, make money. Just make the money. Make the money. Mm. And men who make money, they are known for two things. Number one, good perfume. And watch. It's enough. But I carry us more. And the power Oh, feeling your presence. Sra laughing tamakumaku fifteen. Why you run over? Be careful. Kobano Oshim. Nyangkwa no new din komo or mate to school. Our neighbors. Ongofonium kwa sorry. Or old school mate. Friend of a friend. Brother of a brother. Sister of a sister. Auntie of an auntie. Omutoso a network na one home. Two dimusakaswe na mawa no ye number sixteen. Bear number sixty eight. Ogusua o him. Pa nine phone. 
Oba, Ujani, and Obeko out to My mammy Dawson, I'm telling you. The one I'm about to go to the house. Go up and say, No, I say, Bra, make it. And I didn't have to open it. So be super. Hey. Kukudinatariyefehonabisasenipasenabebisatariyibwonekbongsomodosipasenesensisfiftegana the guys, can I hear better? Amen. Amen. Yeah. The guys, I see you making money in Jesus' name. Amen. And when you make the money, eh, it doesn't matter the kind of girl you want. That girl will appear. That's also another side of the equation. When you make the money, the girl will appear. The, the money that you have made will bring the girl. <laughs> I'm telling you. Any kind of girl you are looking for is available on this earth. The money that you don't have has hidden the girl. If you have the money right now, you will be surprised how the girl will come. Ah, I'm in love with you. <laughs> yeah, I was praying about it. Praying. Shama, let's take Shamala. Let's go on. Also, the remote, not heavy. Clarity of vision. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. So that's our anchor scripture. Thank you Holy Spirit. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables. Have you seen that? Make it plain. That is clarity. Clarity. Look at something in Mark chapter 8, verse 24. Somebody is receiving wisdom in the name of Jesus. Mark chapter 8, verse 24. And as he looked up, he said, I see men as trees walking. I see men as trees walking. 25. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. Have you seen that? Your vision will need more than one touch. When Jesus prayed for this man, his eyes were open. He could see. But unfortunately, there was a diametrical position to what he could see. He saw men turned upside down walking as trees he needed a second touch for clarity and your vision will demand more than one meeting with God that is why you have to cultivate a secret place of meeting God a secret place of meeting God and finding answers from God father concerning my business you said this in the last year this year, what are you saying? Oh God, give me clarity. Because every year, we'll have to develop a new shifting in your assignment. That's why God gave us years 
He gave us years for that reason. To see the progress, the advancement that we are having. So anytime you have, you will celebrate your birthday and you have not seen any major shift in your life, be sad. Be sad. But from today, I see you receiving another touch in Jesus' name. I see you receiving another touch in Jesus' name. So your assignment will demand more than one revelation from God. You will have to always go back to him to find out what is the next thing that you want me to know. What is the next thing that you want me to do? God has not just called you to start things. He has called you to walk with you through the times. Remember what David said. Though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I fear no evil because you are with me. Are you here? So every progress you make, God still wants to be with you. He wants to guide you through every progress. He wants to guide you through every advancement. He wants to guide you through every next level. You don't just need God at the foundation. You need him throughout your journey. And that is why every new level in your life must bring you to the secret place where you are finding out the next chapter of his vision for you. Because the syllabus for GSS is not the same syllabus for SS. So, your life will demand continuous dependence on his instruction. Continuous dependence on his wisdom. Continuous dependence on his guidance. And that is non-negotiable. That is non-negotiable. So, it's not enough that you are aware what he has called you to do. You have to be aware what he wants you to do at every fresh page, at every new turn, at every new level. Clarity. 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 Number five, the principle of pursuit. When God gives you a vision, you must pursue that vision. When God gives you a vision, you must follow that vision. It is not enough to know what he wants you to do. You have to pursue it. It is not enough to write it down. You have to pursue it. It's not enough to be determined to find them. You have to pursue it. Why? Because the miracle is always in obedience. The breakthrough is always in obedience. The turnaround is always in obedience. The favor is always in the obedience. If you want to attract the majesty of his glory and carry the weight of his presence in dimensions of blessings and honor, it is going to happen through your obedience. And every instruction the Lord gives you is an instruction for a harvest. Most people do not know that. When God gives you an instruction, 
He has planted a seed. When you follow it, you have to be ready for a harvest. When you follow it, you have to be ready for a harvest. Remember what Mary told the guys who were serving the wine in John chapter 2. In verse 5, she told them that whatever he says to you, do it. And when they did what Jesus said, they had a miracle. The miracle is always in obedience. So in order to see the manifestation of what God has said, you have to obey him. For example, we were having a nice time at West Hills Mall. And suddenly, my father in the ministry instructed me, start the fellowship ministry. I did not want to do it. I did not want to do it because it was a point in my life where I wanted to do something different in the ministry. But I obeyed the instruction and we counted more than 40 people at a sitting in our meeting. Yeah. We had a super duper fellowship ministry. We moved from Achimota Forest to Girls Guide under a summer hut. Still took the same offering. We were serving breakfast. And God was still blessing us. Miracles, breakthroughs, healings, testimonies. Then the Lord spoke to my father again. Tell him to move. So my father instructed me, start a church at East Legon. We went to see the place, nice, 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 very huge. We're going to pay $1,000 every month. And of course, that was not the issue. If the Lord has told me to go for it, the Lord will make it possible. Last minute, my father said, I have a place for you in Dansuman. Move. It's because I told you about East Legon. Edmund, I told you about East Legon. Because that was what the plan was. Then, one day to going to pay at East Legon, my father said, move to Dansuman. I found a place for you. That's how we are here. That's why you come here. And I just obeyed God. And we are here. And God is blessing us. Our ministry is just one year old. But you cannot doubt that God is blessing us. Materially, spiritually, with healings, with miracles, with testimonies, and with change of life. All this comes by one man's obedience to an instruction. Yeah. When you obey what God says, you will always be surprised at the magnitude of harvest you will gather. Just make sure that is God. If it's God, it's enough. It's enough. Because God does not fail. God cannot fail. If it's not God there, then you will have to do it yourself. Hey, my mother is in church. <laughs> Can you celebrate my mother? 
Wow. Amen. Yeah. So when God says it, God brings the resources around. He brings the people around. He creates the platforms for you. And he makes it possible. Amen. So one instruction that the Lord gives you through a vision. Remember the vehicles I've talked about. Vision, dreams, prophecies. It's enough when you follow it. Yeah. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. Every time you are under divine guidance, there is a refreshing of your soul. There is a refreshing. What is that? There is a rejuvenation. There is a supply of grace. There is a supply of strength. There is a supply of his power. There is a supply of his provision. So, the principle of pursuit is important. Give us the anchor scripture once again. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, Write a vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may run that read at it. Have you seen it? That he may do what? Run. So, that is pursue. You have to run with the vision. You have to run. When you have a vision, it means God has given you a direction of what to do. He has given you something that you have to accomplish. So a vision means there is a target that has been set by God. There is a goal that has been designed by God. There is an objective that has been designated by God. And God's mind is that you have to run. When you see people running, don't you see that they pursue something? They pursue the finishing line. And they pursue the crown. So God said, run with the vision. What is that? Pursue it to the end. And by the principle of pursuit, you don't have to give up. Sometimes, being too excited about what God is doing in your life at the moment becomes the reason why you don't go to the next level. You don't let success get into your mind. And you don't let failure get into your heart. The fact that you are succeeding now does not mean it will be easy in the next level. Haven't you seen cases who were very good in SHS who were not anywhere in university? It's happened. And there are also kids who are very good in JHS and nothing in SHS. In fact, there are kids who are good in JHS but nothing in BEC. Because complacency has a way of making you feel that you have succeeded, that you don't need to sit up, you don't need to learn, and you don't need to improve. So, success at your level now should not make you relax. Because your success today is an investment to the responsibility of tomorrow. So, you have to keep on. When you succeed today, you are investing in your capacity. You are investing in your character. You are investing in your ability to do more for the next level. So you pursue. You keep on. You keep on. You keep on. Amen. Look at Proverbs 22 verse 29. Seest thou a man who is diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings and shall not stand before mere men. You need to be diligent. You need to pursue. 
you need to follow what God has said. Don't let any other person's vision entice you. Don't let any other person's dream entice you. Don't let any other person's suggestion entice you. Don't let any other person's project entice you. If God has given you a vision, then you have to stay on that vision and pursue that vision. Because for every assignment that God has given you, you are going to see things that can compete for your attention. Are you here? You are going to see things that if you are not strong, they can compete for your attention. God may have called you into business. And you see many people going to motivational speaking. You say, ah, let me also try it. Till you become the person who has to be motivated again. Everything is crumbling down. The fact that you see people doing something and succeeding in it does not mean God has called you to do the same. There are many things that people do. Young pastors. But when I sit down and I consider them, I said these do not fall in line with vision. And I always put them aside. You are going to have things to compete for your attention. You are going to have people who are doing something that you feel is lucrative, that you feel that it makes sense, so you want to try it. But if God has not told you to go into that direction, you will not have it easy in that direction. There are no two people who have the same plan. There are no two people. God may have called both of you to follow me. But God may have called you to follow me to make impact in business. And you may be making part in academia. It's not the same. It's not the same. That's why you do not look to somebody else to decide whether you have to follow or not. Yeah. Remember what Elijah did in 2 Kings. The whole of chapter 2. Bible talked about how his own father in the ministry, Elijah, frustrated the young man. First, he told him that the Lord has sent me to Bethel and uh, I'm not going with you, so stay here. Elijah said, as long as thou liveth and as long as thy soul liveth, God liveth, I am going with you. They crossed to Jordan. Again, he said, God has sent me to Jordan, so stay here. Elijah said, I am not staying. I am pursuing again. Again, he said, God has sent me to Jericho, uh, so stay here. He said, I am going with you to Jericho. To the point where Elijah had to now ask Elijah, said, what is it that you want that I should do for you before I'm taken from you? Second Kings chapter 2 verse 9. And Elijah said, I want to receive a double portion of your spirit. And in verse 10, Elijah said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me go, it shall be done. But if thou shalt not see me, it shall not be done. So it took pursuit for Elijah to have it. There is nothing like just being around will make you anything. It's not true. This pulpit is around here. It has never repented, never gotten born again, never received tongues, never given offering, never sowed seed, and never had a miracle. It takes pursuit, not just being around. The fact that you are in a garage does not make you a car. So you can be here, but are you really here? And are you really pursuing the vision of the house? That's what makes the difference. Not just being around. Not just being around. So Elisha had to pursue the vision. There were sons of the prophets at all these four stages who were telling him, don't you know that God will take your master today? He said, shut up, hold your peace. I know it. I don't need that information. And he still pursued. 
You see, what we lack in our generation is people who pursue things and they easily give up on them. That is, that is, you see, and that's the question of character because a character includes perseverance. The fact that people are saying something, people are talking, or you feel like going away, that's not mean you should go away. You have to stay. You have to stay with them. That's pursuing it. And every vision that God has given you, the vision will try you. The vision will test you before you have the triumph. You will be tried. You will be tested before you have the triumph. So if you cannot stand the trial and you cannot stand the test, then you may miss the triumph. But that will not be your story. So you have to pursue what God has spoken to you. Somebody say pursue. You have to chase it. You have to follow it. And you have to follow it with all your heart. Safe principle. Principle number six. The principle of focus. The principle of focus. Every vision that God has given you will demand your total focus and your total concentration. So, for every vision that God has given you, you don't have to listen to what others have to say. Amen? Amen. You have to keep on with what God has told you. You have to keep on with what God has told you. When we came to Dansuman, one of the things that I heard, I had a couple of pastors come to me. They said, Dansuman is a very difficult area. It may take you more than four or five years before you have 20 people coming to church. They said that and that. One pastor was trying to, he was trying to convince me to believe that. Then I said, John the Baptist was in the wilderness. My Bible said all the people came to him. What you are saying is based on statistics. What I'm saying is based on scripture. We are not the same. I don't know where you passed to have it difficult. You don't know where I have passed. I will have it easy. So I confess, you know, it's a possession of revelation that makes it possible. You focus. You focus. You are going to have critics talking about what you are doing for God. You are going to have people accuse you. You are going to have people talk down on what you are doing. But you have to focus. If it is a vision from God, you have to focus. Amen? Amen. That he may run that reader. Have you seen people running? That when they say, on your mask, they say, get ready. Pay. Then they go this way. Then they go around. Have you seen that before? They focus. They focus. They say, pay. You go around. They come and hug the child. Then go and talk to this one. Then somebody has thrown uh, a banana. Then he picks it. Then he throws it back. He will not be last. He will be disqualified. If a driver is driving somewhere and he's going to reply all passengers, all pedestrians, and all other drivers who are driving on the road, when will he get to where he's going? Come this one say, hey, why did you do this? He said, true, reverse. Hey, why did you say that? Then come. The other one say, hey, why did you go back? He said, I've come back again. When will you reach? Most people lack the ability to focus. Now listen, if you want to focus, never create an opening to find out what people are saying about you. 
when you create the opening to find out what people are saying about you, you will no longer focus. Because you'll be asking yourself, what have they said again? What did they say I've done? I don't care what people say. If you want to build and complete the vision that God has given you, don't create windows that makes you find out what people are saying about you. And sometimes, let sleeping dogs lie. Let sleeping dogs lie. Don't always be going back to find out what others are saying. They are unnecessary. They increase the tension in your heart. They increase your, your adrenaline and causes you to always be vengeful. To always try to say something again. You will not need that. Bible said when Jesus was about to die, his face was set to go go to focus. You focus. When I was starting ministry, I had many people saying that I'm too young. It will not work. At every level, it has worked. And it has worked beyond the average. It has worked beyond the normal. My father in the ministry asked me, has the COVID affected your numbers? I said, yes, Papa. He said, how? I said, Papa, our numbers have gone up. He said, what? I said, Papa, it has gone up. Our numbers have gone up. Our offering has gone up. Our tithe has gone up. He said, what do you do? I said, Papa, your grace is working for me. He said, no, no, don't lie. What do you do? I said, Papa, I don't know. He said, everywhere I've gone, numbers have dropped. People have lost numbers. More than 800 numbers. More than 600. You say yours is increasing. How? How? You focus. There is no crisis that can stop what God wants to do. Somebody say amen. There is no situation, no circumstance that can stop what God wants to do. You need to focus strongly on what God has said will happen. That means you have to create a synergy where everything you are having, where everything you know is connecting you together to the vision. You don't need a divided attention. Remember what the Bible said in James chapter 1? That a man who is double-minded will not receive anything from God. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. James chapter 1 verse 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So you need stability. And the first realm of stability you need is mental stability. Your mind must be tough. Your mind must be tough. Your mind must be tough. You don't have to shake because of what people are saying. You don't have to shake because of what the circumstances are saying. You have to focus and you have to be strong in your mind. You have to be strong in your mind. James chapter 1 verse 7. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Ha. Ah. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So, you have to be focused in your mind. You are running a race. Your face is set for a certain target. Your face is set for a certain reward. Your face is set for a certain breakthrough. Tell the person close to you, be focused, be focused, be focused. 
Tell another person, be focused, be focused. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Look at this verse. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Have you seen that? You see, Jesus endured the cross because of something set ahead of him. If you do not have a picture of the target, you cannot endure what you are going through now. So endurance is a product of realization of vision. The moment you see the vision of God for your life and you see the target of God for your life, you receive capacity and strength to endure. You receive capacity and strength to endure. Somebody here is not giving up in the name of Jesus. Despising the shame. Now every vision at the beginning will attract a certain kind of shame. Because it will be little. The Lord said, you are going to build a church ministry that the base of the church ministry, the size of the base of the headquarters will be like the size of a crossbow stadium. As we are here, it doesn't look like a crossbow stadium. But despising the shame, the target. You have to be strong here. Here. God may tell you that your business will take over Africa. But as we are here, it's not taking over Sahara. You have. <laughs> Am I speaking to somebody? You have to be strong. You have to be strong. My father in the ministry said when he knew that he was going to be a prophet, he will arrange chairs, six chairs. Then he will come. There will be nobody there. He will come. He said, Madam, get up for me. The Lord is talking to me. Your name is Susanna. You have a husband who is called Ishmael. You stay at Insawam. You have your first child is called this. Ushers, hold her. Because as I lay my hand, she will fall down. Then he will push the chair. He will push the chair like this. And the chair will fall. Then he said, I told you to hold her. I told you. Then he will put it back. Then say, clap for Jesus. Then we'll come to the next person. Sisters, what a shame. Are you not mad? Talking to chairs and pushing them down. You are mad. You need to see a psychiatrist. Despite the shame. Some people cannot pursue vision because they feel it is too small now. So they are ashamed of it. Every big company was a small company. Every big ministry was a small ministry. And as your ministry starts small, as you have started small, God has told you you are going to be big. But that time you are small, there are others who are already big. He say, hey, <laughs> Wow, will it be? It will be. Bishop Oedipo said, when the Lord told him, you are going to build 50,000 capacity church. He said, ah, it will happen. <laughs> then he said, in that time when the Lord told him that in 1979, he said, if there is any meeting in Nigeria that holds 500 people, they will say the whole world came. Because there was never a meeting that held 500 people. The Lord said 50,000. He said one day he heard 
Pastor David Yongicho preaching and he said, by the grace of God, we have 800 pastors and today we are releasing the grace of God upon it. And he said, what? 800 pastors? Why can you have 800 pastors in one church? He said, it's not true. One day he woke up, there were 1,200 pastors. Vision. If it's from God, it will go. But if it's your own, Alafia, you will struggle, your lungs, your intestines, your kidneys, everything will pain you and it will still not work because he has not given the capacity nor the resources. But if it's from God, it will work. So you find out what is from God, then you pursue it to the latter. It's possible. Everything is possible. And God has shown it. Look at Jesus. He was born in a manger. Small baby. They brought him small money to use to buy pocky and other related substances. And Jesus grows up. He said, I am the Messiah. I said, you were born in a manger. You were born. He didn't get room for you. Despise the shame. So Jesus despised the shame of the cross. Now every man who is hung upon a cross is a thief in the Roman government. When you are put on a cross, you are a thief. So in the, uh, uh, the documents of the Roman Empire, Jesus was classified a thief. That's why he was put between two thieves. He despised the shame. Because there was a crown of glory set ahead of him. The only fight you must fight is the fight that is connected to your assignment. Don't dispense strength. Don't waste strength on nothing. When you are fighting every other thing which is unnecessary, now when the real fight comes, you won't have enough strength. The only fight that you must fight is the fight that is connected to your assignment. Remember what Apostle Paul told Timothy? He said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. The only fight you have to fight is the fight that is connected to your destiny. So this is not a season of gossiping. It's not a season of We don't have time for all those stories. A fight for vision. A fight for completion of vision. Amen. Hey, somebody say amen. amen. Yeah. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on eternal There must be something ahead of you that is making you fight. There must be something ahead of you that's making you fight. <laughs> How can you write an exam? They say the difficult, the most difficult question carries two marks. And the other easy questions carry ten marks. And you are solving the two marks question. If Kofi went to Amma and Amma went to Bolibamboy and they passed 13 kilometers off. And you, when you read all that question, six lines, then they write into bracket two marks. Then you see another question, simple. List five factors off. Ten marks. Why do you go and read if Kofi went to Bolivar Boy? I have two marks. Two marks questions. You are a fool to try to digest two marks questions in six sentences. God will answer the ten marks. Because if you answer this one, the chances are that you will do well. So you have to know where to direct your fighting. This fighting will it come with marks? Or is just a fight? This talking will it come with marks? Or is just a talking? There are things you will never find me doing. 
Most people say I'm mitzvah me home. I'm anti so. What do you find me doing? No. There are so many things to do. That hey, why did you say? Hey. Oh, guys. Even Kwame Nkrumah boy is dead. Kwame Nkrumah. Hmm? You fight the good fight. So you don't fight bad fights. You fight good fights. And the good fight is the fight that is connected to your assignment. Amen. Yeah. Seven. And lastly, the principle of process. You give attention to time. You give attention to process. Whatever God has said will happen in time. From now to when God's vision will come to pass is called process. Process is the distance between prophecy and performance. Process is the distance between prophecy and performance. Process is the distance between prophecy and performance. So when God gives you a prophetic word, which is part of the vehicles he used to communicate your vision, you have to give attention to process. You have to give attention to time. Amen. How much is a cocoa pot? A cocoa pot, how much is it? Who knows the price of a cocoa pot? Nobody. Oh, cocoa. Yeah, muti cocoa bakwa. Nebo ese. Masa, you have farms. You don't know. But guess. You guess. How much? Two cities. Fine. But how much? So when you, that size of cocoa pot, when you carry it and you have chocolate in the same weight, which one will cost more? The chocolate. Why would the chocolate cost more? Because the chocolate is coming from cocoa. Why is it that the cocoa is not costing more? Process. When cocoa is processed into chocolate, the value increases. Your ability to respect process is what increases your value. If you don't think I'm deep, I think I'm deep. I don't know what you think. <laughs> so, process increases your value. Amen? How much is uh, a good 350 Ghana or 400 Ghana. How, how many shoes can you make out from a, the goods, the skin of a goat? A lot. So give, a, give us a number. Six. How much does a good shoe cost? 200. Oh, really? I thought the good shoes are around 650. Uh, oh, sorry. So. <laughs> So let's say a good shoe is 300. 300 times 6 is 1,800. That 1,800 and the whole goat, which one is expensive? The shoes. Why? Because of process. The leather of the animal has been processed into shoes. Because it has been processed, it is more valuable. Pineapple. Pineapple juice. Which one is more expensive? Pineapple juice. Why not the pineapple? Because the pineapple juice has been processed anytime you give attention to process your value goes up whatever is premature is not valuable imagine a woman who is two months pregnant and wants to give birth 
she will die and the child will die. Respect for process increases the value of what you carry. And every vision, every vision, you will need to respect time. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. Habakkuk chapter number 2 verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Have you seen that? But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. That's process. Wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Process. You give respect to time. When they are cooking food and the food it's not really cooked and you say you want to eat it like that. You know what happens to your stomach. You have pains in your stomach and you run at night. Just because you did not give attention to process. When you have a tooth that is shaking and you decide that you will remove it by yourself. And you won't wait for process to remove it. When you remove it, you take a power and I'll be soon. But if you wait for time, you can be doing things. Uh, those, hey, hey, yo. Glory be to God. Hey, but if you say, I'm, I'm a child of God, I remove. You don't give attention to process. So there are many people, the vision that God has given is true, but they don't have respect for time. So the fact that God said, I will use you. It's not, it's not the same as he's saying, I am using you. I will, will, will. Yes, I will. When God said, I'm going to raise you up as an apostle, he said, I've entered into the realm. What a realm. I will raise you up as an the future tense. When God says, okay, in the realm of the spirit, my eyes are open. Yesterday, I prophesied the day a woman will give birth. Now, when God say, okay, so you, the, you, you will marry Nanama. When they went out, they say, we are married. Are mm -hmm. <laughs> you are a stupid person. And when I see you, I will keep you. Foolish man. Because you don't have attention to what? Time and process. What God says today, does not mean he is doing today. Do you know when I knew that God was raising me up as a prophet? Many years ago. I said when I was four years, I would have visions. Visions. When I was seven years, it was worse. Did that, did that, did that. JHS. People who knew me in JHS, they knew. SHS knew. It took second year in KNUST. Before I saw myself working it, it took Apostle Emmanuel Inkum to commission me into the office. Process, process. Now, David was anointed three times before he became king. Most people don't know it. He was anointed before his brethren. One. He was anointed before Judah. Two. He was anointed before Israel. Three. Before he became a king. What God says today, you know, most people are deceived though. When they hear things, they think it is happening. The Lord said, in the next 
40 days. He will open the door for you. Say, ah, the door has opened today. 40 days. Do you know 40? The Lord said, in the future, he will raise you up as a business mogul. He said, this is my briefcase. No. So, if you don't give attention to process, what was promised you in prophecy is true. But because you don't give attention to process, you will not see the performance. And that is what frustrates many people when they receive their new prophecies. Because when they have to process what they carry to match up with the value, they don't process it. Then after time, nothing comes out of it. Because if you decide that this pineapple, you will not add sweetness. You will not uh, maybe, you know, cut off whatever uh, is on it. And you will not uh, blend it and make it nice. You will be sitting there as a pineapple for the next 10 years. It has to go through the process, the stages to transform. So the vision of God over your life will need respect for time. And as you are waiting to see the manifestation, you are processing the value of what you are bringing. Remember the answers you have for today will not be valuable for tomorrow's questions. You cannot use today's answers to solve tomorrow's questions. You will need to process the value of what you are bringing. Many years ago, it was not Geometal. Many years ago, it was not Diana Hamilton. Even though I have my own comments, my sister will not permit me. <laughs> Many years ago, it was not any of these young guys who are doing well. There was a generation, but these people were processing the value of what they carry. Today, a vision has happened. So for what God has spoken to you, you need to give attention to process and to improving the value of what you bring. It's not a big coat we are talking about. It's a big brain, a big coat. It's not makeup, eh? It's not makeup. We are talking about mental library, not makeup, eh? God says, you shall be the head, not the tail. You, you say, I am the hair. My life is my hair. When God says, you shall be the head. So there's nothing in the head, but there's everything on the head. Watermelon. You give attention to improving. You give attention to improving. Let me round up. Number one, I talked about the principle of decision that you have to find out what God wants you to do and that is your own personal assignment if you do not find out what God wants you to do you will never know it Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 Jesus said ask it shall be given to you most people are just waiting for God to give them things God says the requirement is that you ask the requirement is that you seek the requirement is that you knock so it is a personal decision you have to make that God, what are you saying concerning my assignment? What are you saying concerning my business? What are you saying concerning my marriage? What are you saying concerning my ministry? What are you saying concerning my education? What are you saying? Now you will see that when, when we are in for a Sunday evening miracle service, usually I'll say that, the end of the Lord just showed me something. You, you were praying about maybe your career and said true. The end of the Lord showed me something. You are asking God 
for a traveling or say true. The angel of the Lord, as they are praying seriously like that, God hears. They are asking God questions. Suddenly, God brings answers. There are people who say, that's what I just said. God heard what they said. But there are people who this came for a prophetic meeting. Last thing I wonder, prophet is a prophet or he's a, he's a calabash. When others have brought questions that they are looking for answers. So, anytime you see people having answers, they have asked questions. If you don't ask questions, you don't get answers. Answers are not working on the road. Answers are embedded in the questions you ask. So, when you make the decision to find it, God will speak. Then I talked about the principle of discovery. That you have to come to the place where you know what God wants you to do. That is very important. He told Jeremiah, before I formed thee, I knew thee of the, uh, and I ordained thee as a prophet unto the nation. So you have to find out what he has ordained you to do. Apostle Paul asked the question. He said, what will you have me do, Lord? Acts chapter 9 verse 6. Then I talked about the principle of documentation. That you have to develop the appetite of writing the visions that he gives to you. Writing the prophecies that he gives to you. Writing the dreams that he gives to you. Yeah. Yeah. Number four, I talked about the principle of clarity of vision. I said, your vision and assignment will need more than one touch from God. You will need continuous inquiry to find out different dimensions, different levels, different stages. Because... The syllabus for GSS is not the syllabus for SHS. You may be the same person, you may be in the same school, but we have changed the syllabus according to a grading system of academic performance. So there is always a level of inquiry that you have to walk into. There is no resting in your work with God. There is no holiday in your work with God. There is no relaxation in your work with God. Continuous to the end. It continues to the end. And that's as this one, America says, Mo Aquapano Guafo. As I says, What's now Miami Beach, Kakra, Coca Cola, so Mo Aquapano Guafo, Neo. God will die first before you hear Mo Aquapano Guafo. So as you are here, you are performing assignment. You are focused. Number five, I talk about the principle of pursuit. That it's important that you follow what God says. Follow. And the miracle is in your obedience to the instruction he gives you. And God has blessed us as a ministry by reason of my obedience to the instruction he gave me. Your obedience will produce the results you are looking for. Yeah. Number six, I talked about the principle of focus. And I talked about how easy it is for you to be distracted, especially when you open a window to find out what people are saying about you. Don't find out what people are saying about you. Stay focused on your assignment. There are people, their conversations are always about what others have said. Stay focused on your assignment. Dr. Mike Meadows said, anytime he went to a meeting that the pastors were talking about another pastor, he just puts his Bibles and his books together and he leaves the meeting. There are many things you can talk about. You know, let me tell you something. Most pastors are not spiritual people. I, I bet you. 
you'll be so surprised when you meet pastors and they are talking what they are talking you'll be so surprised you'll be so surprised not spiritual at all focus focus I will say I count you you didn't pay I sent you a message and you didn't I have been calling you and you don't know why you have been calling me you have been calling because I'm adding value to me if I stop adding value you will stop calling me but I have to focus on my assignment. You see? You have to focus. You have to focus. And that is key. Number seven, lastly, I talked about the principle of process. How the price of a pineapple fruit is very different from the price of a pineapple juice. How the price of tomato is very different from a tomato ketchup bottle. How the price of atadric is different from atadric milk. Do you know atadric milk? It's a wonderful direction. Yeah. Because of value that has increased by the wisdom of processing, you will pay more for tomato ketchup than for tomato. You will pay more for Tom Brown than for maize. You will pay more for leather shoe than for Yemadia. Three cities. Because of process. Because of process. I want you to pray right now. Our prayer is on number four. The principle of clarity of vision. Father, where I am today... I ask that you open my eyes to where I should be tomorrow. What is the next step in my assignment? What is the next stage in my assignment? What is the next level in my assignment? Concerning my business, concerning my profession, concerning my career, what is the next thing? that I should do. You have received all you need to know today in order to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word, accept it, adjust to it and apply it your results are coming you can contact the man of god on plus 233-577-296-916 or on soundcloud facebook instagram podcast and youtube via the handle prophet or queen you can also meet him live at the mountain of results auditorium down summer market complex accra ghana stay blessed Yeah.